You need it, you want it. All over your body, this loving I'm giving. It's worth more than money. You need it, you want it. All over your body, I know you want this. <laughs> well, my goodness, that's the latest from our old pal Pitbull, uh, rocketing up the charts there. And if it's what the woman was shouting at me while offering complimentary sample packets of gentlemen's moisturizing cream out of the back of her Subaru Forester in the parking lot at Costco, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And uh, we have another episode here with just me, folks. Uh, whole season, just been a barn burner, uh, with so many great guess that I decided we keep things going with our new uh, weekly releases. We'd stay on pace while also slowing things down. Uh, so we're going to take a moment to catch up on some of the things that have been happening here in uh, uh, in Dale's world, <laughs> in my world, because uh, that's me by all means. First of all, I'd like to ask that you uh, do not uh, uh, put out any spoilers for Game of Thrones. I'm on episode five of season one, and uh, uh, I'm hoping to catch up to where everybody is. But I've got to tell you, just now, just where I am in this series, I have a great feeling about the Stark family. I mean, that's one you could, I could watch them season after season. And uh, I'm I'm excited to just follow their journey. I've got a great feeling about them and how they and the new relationship that they'll probably develop with King Joffrey. He seems like a reasonable young fellow, and uh, that sometimes we have to turn to the youth, don't we, to to get a better sense of where we're going. So I hope they're going to get along okay. Fingers crossed. Uh, and this year for Easter, you know, I was inspired by all the uh, stuff that I saw on there on that program. I thought I would surprise the kids and make bronze dragon eggs uh, for Easter. <laughs> I mean, it'll cost more to get the original ostrich eggs that uh, uh, I will use as the basis for them. And then, of course, the lost wax process is never speedy. But uh, once they discover these things out there tucked behind my cardboard models of the Seven Kingdoms, <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, what kid doesn't enjoy HBO's programming? They're going to have a lot of fun, and that's a nice way to celebrate Easter, too. Um, I certainly uh, hope that you do have some nice uh, uh, plans for the holiday or the holidays, whichever one. I mean, if it's Easter or Passover or whatever's uh, going on at your address. You know, I used to be invited to a lot of seders. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there, but um, I imagine no longer dating Jewish women has something to do with it. Not that I'm closed off to that idea, uh, uh, you know, happening again for me. I had a good run. <laughs> I'm telling you, I memorized the plagues. I could dip my finger with the best of them. And uh, I, you won't find a bigger fan of the four questions than right here. <laughs> but now all of my nights are just like every other night, and I don't have to wonder if we're supposed to eat that egg or whether the Hiroshi was store-bought. I weep my own bitter tears now. Not only does it remind me of the plight of my ancestors, it reminds me of yesterday. But, uh, of course, you have to stay focused on the positive. If there's one lesson of Easter, I think that's probably it. And uh, that's certainly what my Mindful Awareness session leader told me. This guy is full of gems, uh, just like that, staying positive. And I highly uh, recommend him. His name is Rich Merker. Uh, though, to be honest, I prefer his spiritual codename, Son of the Shadow Serpent. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he insists that I call him that. So, and I've enjoyed getting to know uh, him just personally uh, after our afternoon spent attaining Nounish uh, there in his uh, very sweet experience center. Uh, a very uh, sweet smelling, certainly, because it's housed above the Dunkin' Donuts on Smith Street. So if you get a chance uh, and you're interested in uh, pursuing uh, uh, being in the now, I definitely head over there and uh, uh, just just ring the bell and um, somebody will come down eventually. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of being in, in the moment, so they might not get right to you. So what things are looking up uh, for me? Well, I'll tell you, spring up until uh, uh, today, we thought had arrived here in New York City. Um, it was, seemed to be a warm spring up until the snow started. And <laughs> we were all excited because after months of these polar vortices, is that the is that the word of the vortex uh, uh, um, uh, slam of those that the vortex slam I think is probably what it's called also a great dish at Denny's uh, and on all these crossings of slushy lakes that we had to to do uh, uh, days spent watching baby rats skitter across the gelatinous surface of the Gowanus. after all that the sun uh, came out for, I'd say, 48 hours, and I had to put on sunscreen, and you could see blossoms on the trees, and it was I was reminded that people have legs, <laughs> after all. But now uh, the ice has started forming, and uh, we, which I don't know what to say about this. Um, uh, I know people say it's climate change, but I that is the nature of climate, isn't it? That it that it does does change. However, I think we're we're all concerned. Now I'm concerned. You get to tax day and it's snowing and we've got a problem. But anyway, uh, uh, still, even with the snow, I bet that this will happen again because each morning I have been greeted by the sounds of a very randy sparrow. My fire escape is like a European singles club for the avian set, and just like those clubs, the ladies know to stay away. This poor fellow. I feel for him. I do. I too am a single fellow with a limited lifespan, and I guess I'm just happy that you can't hear my OK Cupid profile logins. <laughs> Keep the whole neighborhood up. <laughs> Can you imagine? They'd be throwing shoes at me from Red Hook. Oh, well, I'm not a bird. But to know what it is like to soar among the clouds, wouldn't that be something? Just once. Just once I would like that. But. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a bird, so I don't know that that can. And I'm scared by. They have those inflatable suits where you can jump off the sides of cliffs in uh, Chile or wherever you do it. I don't know wherever cliffs are found. I suppose, but uh, that I, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. You put a camera on your head or something. Maybe. Maybe for my 80th birthday, because by that point I'm just a sack of bones. Anyhow, I have been busy. Uh, here at HQ, between my meditation work, I've also been inking some high-profile media deals. The first is with an outfit called Flowboard. When they called me, I thought it was for one of these pocket catheter things or pills to help me make water, but it turns out that they're a tech company. How about that? <laughs> an app, I don't know, app developer? Is that what you say? Uh, and and they, have a, they have a product that is essentially like a smarter PowerPoint, if you can imagine if taking, I mean, Microsoft is the top, okay? They design products 
and software that absolutely works every time on an intuitive level. So if you can improve on that, my goodness, more power to you. And uh, uh, what happens with this thing, as near as I can understand it, you create a presentation that's on the web, and then you can access it on any device because there's nothing I want more when I've got my iPad out or my iPhone on a long flight. I say, oh, I'd like to see a work presentation. So anyway, they have this thing. It is, it's very easy to do, very easy to set up, according to the people who set it up. And uh, what they do, they have our web series, which is featured up there. So go check it out on, on Flowboard. Find Flowboard somehow, flowboard.com probably. And uh, you, can, you can buy it and you can experiment with it. You can make presentations if you want to. If you're so inclined, if you have a big meeting coming up, you could do that. Um, but you could also just use it to watch the web series again. Because that was a fun time, wasn't it? Remember that? Maybe we'll do more. As it is, we're thinking here about how to get Dale on more screens, just generally. And so to that end, uh, I'm also pursuing a deal with the folks who install closed-circuit advertising televisions in their restaurants and car washes. So while you're waiting for a silver glove special in a room that smells like tires, instead of reconsidering your aversion to hanging air fresheners, you could crane your neck up and watch me fry up a hangover cure or highlight one of my many home craft projects made from empty whiskey bottles. I think it's going to be big. <laughs> I don't know. I'm think, I, I think this is going to go in a positive direction. And... Um, Oh, also, I'm looking to embed my genetic code into some uh, graphene. You see that? It's a new uh, wonder material. It's going to save everything and change everything about uh, uh, the world. Uh, and what you'll be able to do with this is you can just insert me into an open wound or uh, a paper cut, and I'd beam some fun anecdotes from my time on the road directly into your bloodstream. I'm not sure if you'd actually receive a laugh signal or, or not, but that's always a risk, isn't it? <laughs> but... Talk about getting under your skin. <laughs> well, we'll have a fun time, and I, 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 what it is is I want to be closer to you. So why not be inside you? So sometimes uh, the young people write me, and you know I'm always eager to pick up my pen and put it to paper, assuming that that paper is a, of a high quality. Uh, not so smooth that the ink gets smeary, but also not so rough that it looks like I'm doing a rubbing of a manhole cover. But something in that in-between space, that perfect zone like receipt paper, which always seems to make for just uh, wonderful signatures. I've never signed something as, as beautifully as I do on a receipt. Um, uh, it's, it would be absorbent enough, but also sleek. So you make a kind of gliding motion right there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd like to do. And uh, right there, and if I'm using a receipt, I'll tell you something, I save every customer copy ever given to me. I, I treasure them, and I will until the end of my days. And they also make great pillow stuffing. If you're suddenly out of a relationship and a job and you have to move across the country on a moment's notice, get those receipts. They can solve a lot of problems for you. And the young people uh, uh, write to me and they ask, how do you get such great guests on the program? And, and do they come to your house to record? Well, some do. Sometimes, as I usually indicate during the episode, so maybe that person wasn't listening very closely, but some are, are extremely generous, these comedians, and they invite me over to their homes, and that really sometimes that's the most fun for me. At Doogie Horner's house, uh, the superintendent there, he was painting and just painting the entire hallway, the elevator, doorways, all of it a bright metallic red. So uh, everything that I had to touch to uh, enter any part of that building uh, was wet and uh, 
turns out that metallic red paint, uh, I assume it was some kind of enamel, uh, is also impossible to get out of my trousers. <laughs> that episode was also known as New Trouser Day for Dale. Sharon Spell came over to the house, and I had my fanciest mic set up because I wanted to impress her. She, she's a, a big talent, and she's got, her, she's got her podcast set up where she goes someplace to do it. And I know I've seen the pictures. That's a real deal. So I didn't want to just, you know, bring out a kind of hokey setup. I wanted to, to do it up. Uh, right. So I have these uh, mics, and I switched it on, and it's just garble, garble, garble. Like Thanksgiving underwater is what we sounded like, a couple of scuba turkeys. So I had to scrap it and go with my old reliable Zoom. And uh, you, you might recognize it from its many. It often gets featured uh, in the pictures from the live shows. That's the one. And uh, since moving down here to the waterfront, it's lovely, but it's also a heavily trafficked uh, route, and the whole building shakes. <laughs> Reminded of my time in L.A. Whenever I'm eating a quinoa salad in the apartment, just starts shaking. It takes me right back. <laughs> I mean, the building has to hold, right? Right? I remember a safety lesson that our chief of security gave us when I was working in L.A. He said, don't even bother coming to work. The streets will be piled high with mountains of glass from the nearby business towers. It will take a team of backhoes weeks to clear all that glass out. You bet I slept better thinking about that. <laughs> He said, don't run outside unless you're like a face full of plate glass shards. He was a fun guy. Incidentally, he used to be a magician uh, on the cruise ships. Uh, heck of a caricature artist as well. And uh, we hope he's, he's doing okay. But uh, as far as uh, how I approach uh, people and ask them to be on the program, at this point I think Dell Radio is, uh, is becoming known as the place to be. And uh, once I left running late with Scott Rogowski, uh, that, that show, or was faced to leave, forced to leave as the case may be, uh, that was in 1999, I was adrift. Unsure as to whether I'd regained my status as the king of late-night shows that some people may or may not have ever heard of about uh, and starring someone other than the person in the name of the show. But now here we are entering our sixth year of podcasting excellence, and we're right where we need to be. I can just feel it. Season six starting to draw to a close, and our reputation allows us to reach new guests, more emerging talent, and, and to attract uh, some of the best-looking audiences around. And the shows this season, I would argue, have been as strong as any of our uh, of any of our past seasons. And part of that is moving to a four-person guest setup. I, I do think that has changed, and partly it's just the, the maturation of the project. People say, uh, uh, what do you want to do with this thing? And I said, first of all, I need to know what it, what it wants to do. In other words, like the training that I had with the great puppet and object theater artist. Some of you may recall that I apprenticed with uh, John Bell, the slow-talking master of toy theater. It's like normal theater, but smaller. And any time uh, uh, we'd introduce a new character, and as a first-level apprentice, I could only make wool balls for the first three years, but any time uh, you, you'd give your object or creation eyes or a mouth, it would take another uh, possibly three years before it could speak. And, uh, but when it could speak, it had the wisdom and knowledge of that time spent listening and observing. And that's informed how I approach this podcast as well, just as I did with my first speaking puppet, a dinner roll named Daffodil. 
Oh, that was a show, and that was a great time. A very knowledgeable puppet, by the way. So uh, now we've got the show. It's up on his feet, and, and we're going to see, see what happens. It's an exciting time. Uh, uh, the blood moon also cleared out a lot of the negative thinking. And, um, uh, yeah, it, it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay... I'm going to stay positive. Uh, we do have a great show coming up on May 14th with Dave Hill, Julia Rossi, Laura Prangley, and DJ Recca. Now, DJ Recca is a creator of a long-running Basement Bangra series. And uh, that's uh, uh, Bollywood music and dance music sort of put, put together. It's fascinating. And anybody who can turn a basement show into a success is somebody I want to jog with. <laughs> it's going to be just just so interesting. And incidentally, our PR team says that, uh, that they've been getting some feedback. So I want to address that. They said, because we, we talk about the show as being the most successful uh, basement talk show in some of our literature that we put out there, some of the pamphlets that we hand out to the concierges that major hotels throughout New York. And uh, the feedback has been that when you say basement, uh, the, the connotation there is that it's creepy. Um, when, do, when did basements get creepy? That's what I'd like to know. Basements are the site of amazing innovations. I know there's commercials there where they gush all about the 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 the, the garage that um, you know that this is what happened in the garage there was a apple computer or hp or whatever else started in the garage it's the place where ideas are born but i would argue that more great comedy has emerged from shows and basements than from any other structure and along with a lot of other great things and just personally some some wonderful moments have happened for me in basements that weren't at all creepy uh, you know where i had sex for the first time in a basement. You know, I learned how to play ping pong. It was a different, different night and a, and a different basement, but, but it was in, in the basement where I learned how to fashion ornamental birdhouses on the lathe in a basement. Where did I learn to throw porcelain on the potter's wheel in notoriously finicky clay? You guessed it. What I'm saying is that this substructure can be a reservoir of joy and knowledge. Let's not forget that. For every weirdo Terry Richardson photo shoot against some wood paneling, there's also some great things and great skills being shared beneath the ground. Also, we'll probably have to live there when the nuclear winter comes. And uh, then you'll think that the surface world is totally creepy because it's run by Monsanto zombies and customer service reps from Time Warner. Anyway, May 14th at the pit... 8 p.m., uh, that's that's happening, and we're going to bring some some things up a notch for that show. That's the intention. There'll be some, some more visual things that you can pay attention to <laughs> while the talking's going on. But I, I tell you, this is, my, this is my oath to you, the listener, that I will never stop striving to make these shows the very best in hour-long-ish entertainment uh, that you could wish for. Um, uh, speaking of that, we should just address this heads-on, because along uh, with the letters from kids asking for advice and or money, um, uh, I've also been getting a lot of tweets and direct messages from people who suggest that I am somehow a candidate uh, for a late-night gig on one of these major or even the not-major television networks. Folks, I am not, e not a candidate at, or for e even a lesser 
for for nothing. I'm I'm not in in the running for anything. AM radio won't return my calls. That's where I am in the whole scheme of things. And while yes, I would be a great person to step in and bring my interview skills and everyday man on the street perspective to uh, a post daily show show situation or some kind of late 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 uh, program. I just want to tamp down these rumors. Right now, there's been zero communication between me and the woman who runs the phones at Comedy Central. Uh, I've sent her flowers, yes. But uh, until she accepts my friend request, uh, none of this is real. So we will remain focused like a laser beam on uh, the live shows and the recorded shows. And uh, I tell you, we're heading into the final episodes of a transformative 60s a transformative sixth season, uh, and already I'm gearing up for an amazing seventh season. Can you? I never stop. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I can't wait to share all these surprises uh, that are building that we have stockpiled for the next season, uh, even now. But you'll just have to stay tuned to Dale Radio on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, or probably that's it. Are we still using Tumblr? I don't know. Doesn't seem like that's really where the, where the energy is. But. Um, I don't know, maybe I need to be more focused in my approach there. I'm thinking about it. I'm always thinking about it. And we have a big announcement coming up, the season finale on June 25th. So buy tickets now for, for both shows. Uh, prices are going up. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, they're all going to be great. Um, and uh, I can't even tell you more for fear of ruining it. Uh, for you, the wind and the rain and the snow and the rain and the ice, whatever is happening, is so intense right now. Uh, I just have to stop and acknowledge it. And I, I hope by the time you're listening to this, that uh, we have emerged uh, in a world not covered by water and ice, and that spring has returned uh, for for real. Uh, oh, 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 yes. Uh, one announcement that I want to come clean with you about. This feels like a very um, this an episode where I'm really just just laying it all out for you. So I hope that that's okay. Uh, this season has been uh, uh, in a way about my getting organized as a person and trying to really put the past behind me and also my behind in some pants that fit. <laughs> and to the last point, I had tried running. But I tell you something, I don't like running. I don't like having to get up, skip coffee, and run along a busy street uh, uh, filled with exhaust. I don't like dodging dog crap in my new sneakers. And for a while there, I had lost weight. I was feeling better. And it's amazing how quickly, once I hit a certain number on the old scales, that my entire willpower just evaporates. And I start having second breakfast and uh, Oreo ice cream sandwiches at 12 o'clock at night. Um... Uh, I have been successful in, in, in curbing uh, uh, the, the booze intake, and I feel good about that. Pairing the podcast tonight just with some fresh water. I just put that through a Brita filler. And, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Um, uh, but I did have a Balvini 12 earlier tonight. But the point is, I do feel like the shows have benefited from not drinking an entire bottle of whiskey, and uh, I hope you can you can tell that there's a little more clear-eyed focus uh, happening there. But uh, as far as the running goes, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to end up cruising Target on a Saturday in a personal mobility device, but also I'm self-conscious how I look in running shorts. Your messages of encouragement have meant the world to me, uh, but I, and all I can do is to promise to keep trying, uh, even if it's not in my nature as far as that goes. Um, I can try in a lot of other, 
other ways. But if someone has a belt or a fat vibrating device that I can hook up to a podcasting microphone, please DM me in other personal organizational news. Uh, and I'm sorry, the bad luck if you didn't get to me, if you didn't contact me uh, uh, to get in on this thing prior, uh, prior to this weekend, I completed my will. And I'm sorry, but you're not in it. Uh, but some of you did make it. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be a, a night. You'll wake up to a nice surprise some morning. And I uh, hope you enjoy that. I also got... Um, it's a, quite an experience filling that thing out. Of course, I have to decide who gets all these wonderful media files. That's a new new part of the will now. Who gets all my digital pics and all the many the wonderful tweets that I've sent out over the years. So I had to think through all that. And I, uh, I as I said, I gave it a lot of thought. And um, I gave each of you a lot of thought in, in trying to decide who gets it. So like I said, look for, look for that to happen. Uh... Yeah, I got got new wiper blades uh, for little Barry. Uh, he, he that's of course our, our 1989 Chrysler LeBaron that I continue to drive, and uh, kind of getting its uh, third wind. <laughs> oh, little Barry! Sometimes just the wiper blades can really transform a car. Um, uh, I also paid off thousands of dollars in credit card debt, folks. This is what being an adult feels like. You understand? You get a nice tax refund, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like this is this is how you how you move through it and try and make some progress. I might be fat, but I'm almost debt free. And people are so sweet; they always want to know how baby Pepsi is doing. Now entering her fourth year, learning so much, hardly a baby. So, uh, but but still, whenever I tell her something, now she says, "I know that already. Everything is in my mind." Well, okay. I guess Plato or whoever was right when he said that babies are born knowing everything. It certainly makes my job as a legal guardian a little easier. I did try to watch Cosmos with her, because science, but I think it only gave her uh, nightmares, unfortunately. Uh, she called out in the middle of the night, and I came rushing into her room to see what was the matter, and she was sitting there upright in bed, and she said, The flyers! The night flyers! Now, as someone who passes out flyers for the musicals and comedies uh, on Broadway, I thought maybe she was talking about my day job. <laughs> but uh, she was not referring to uh, Come Flyer With Me, my, uh, the company that I work for. Uh, but it turns out she regularly sees I, what I imagine to be fairy-like creatures that buzz around in her bedroom at night. So... Of course, when it's 3 a.m. and you discover a child sitting upright in a bed pointing at invisible night creatures, you think, get out of here. <laughs> get out of there, Dale. You don't need this. <laughs> it's a terrifying movie you just wandered in on. Is our apartment over an ancient burial ground? That's what I thought. That's what I wondered. But then you think, be rational for once. And I explain to Pepsi there's nothing there. But then I think, wait, what if there is something there? And I start looking for bugs or some kind of thing. And then I think about the kid from Polar Express. And what if I'm too old for magic? What if I can no longer see the fairy folk that live out past the Shire? Oh, like I said, it's a nightmare having children around. Anyway, we installed a high-wattage halogen nightlight uh, in a room and projects an image of Disney princesses on the ceiling. Seems to be working. I don't know which is scarier, but sometimes I still like to sneak in wearing an adult Tinkerbell costume and eat a bag of popcorn over by her craft table just to see what happens. <laughs> Don't worry, she'll be fine. Like I said, there's nothing creepy about this show. Now, in our previous guest roundup, uh, we, we, we checked in on what everybody was doing. And so I thought, 
let, let, let's see. Let's see what some of the guests of this program have been up to. So just, well, just quickly, this is not going to be a long feature here because everybody's doing great things, but I just happen to know there's a couple of great ones. Uh, Shoe Smith, if you haven't checked out her podcast, Tits and Giggles, it's, it's a wonderful time. Lane Moore and Brooke Van Poplin, two, two guests uh, of this show, were recently over there, and both great listens. Brooke was just down there at the Melbourne uh, uh, Comedy Festival with Seton Smith and upcoming guest Dave Hill. I mean, what a, what a time she must have had down there. And, um, you know, you listen to some of these uh, things, and Katie Lazarus's Employee of the Month, she did a great show. A wonderful show. And I see these people who, who do uh, fantastic interviews, and uh, I think, gosh, I should talk to people longer. <laughs> I should get to know somebody. But, um, you know, it, I'm busy. So, um, and, uh, oh, yeah, but Katie's thing, by the way, she, she's just top-notch when it comes to interviewing people. I really, she has a show regularly over there at Joe's Pub, which is a terrific venue, and I got to meet her godmother afterwards, and, boy, we just had a wonderful time at the at the bar upstairs, uh, tossing a few back as it was. Uh, <laughs> and I always have a good time with people's relatives. So invite me over. Really, I would like to attend some kind of function at your house. Uh, let's see. Gabe Roth's book, The Unknowns, just out in paperback. That's great. If you like lighter books, if you know, which is weight-wise, it's lighter because it's not hard hardcover. So now's your moment on there. Ashley Albert and Jonathan Schnapp, they got the Royal Palm Shuffleboard thing up and running, and people are going nuts for it. And uh, they've got some uh, great uh, bathroom wallpaper, I gather. So go over there. It's in Gouache, and you can play a little shuffleboard and have some good food and drinks, I'm sure. And... Um, I see. Well, yeah, all my guests are just—it's just wonderful to see them uh, doing things, and I'm so glad that they that they were able to stop in on our show and, and talk with me for a little bit. Uh, next week, I'm going to be attending uh, Chris Gethard's comedy release party over there at the Knitting Factory, and uh, Buffalo Killers, our pals in Ohio, have got a new album, maybe two, uh, out right now. So, so check that out. Uh, I had a fun time opening for them once at Glasslands, and. Uh, <laughs> meeting people I had no idea who they were but uh, it turns out they were important so anyhow so many so many great people come through these doors uh, or I, I sometimes I go through their doors but you know what I'm saying it's just wonderful and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of everybody and it's it's just fantastic so that's where we're at that should catch you up on Dale's uh, world uh, yes uh, just uh, checking the time code there um, in my organizing blitz that I've, I've been talking about here, I also cleaned out the mess that was in my closet, and I found a stash of Dell Radio merch that has been sequestered in a bag behind my Jonathan Winters comedy album collection. So if anybody wants a size large friend of the program t-shirt, these things are wonderful. They get a lot of attention. People always think that you're in some kind of uh, uh, 12-step recovery program. Just send me a note. I got about 20 of them left, and uh, I'll let them go. Uh, to you for a very reasonable charge. Uh, just send me a note with your address, and uh, uh, you don't even have to. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Just, just send it to me. The contact information is up on the website. Now, till next time, I'll be planting bulbs in my old empty whiskey bottles and hoping to create a beautiful home for the family of slugs that I discovered on my walk to work. Now, let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Musical director, Steve O'Reilly. Season 6 theme song composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon designed by Sunil Manchikanti. 
Logo treatment for Dale Radio is provided by Daniel Spencer Levine. You can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Please remember to rate and review us, follow us on Twitter, or find us on Facebook. Many thanks. You're the best.